we're okay. live. Okay. And we are back. I've got notes <laughs> in hand. And we are sitting in the open air studio. Karen had the bright idea, which when I say bright, it doesn't, I'm not, I don't mean it's uh-huh. negatively. Mm-hmm. But the bright idea that we should try to uh, video this and she complained about the clutter and, and um, what are you doing, love? What are you doing? A portrait. <laughs> I love the portrait setting. <laughs> Karen's playing with her iPhone. Um, you might be able to hear that old old MFR man. This is a rated G version, but that old MFR. <laughs> mm. Maybe he'll have a heart attack and fall into the water, or he'll just fall into the water. No. Stop. Oh, I shouldn't say that. I'm no. sorry. Okay. But anyway, Karen says, and it is a great idea that we should be we should be video videoing this. Love, you're gonna love this picture. Thank you. It's pretty killer. Is it good? Mm-hmm. All right, thanks. Um, I should be videoing this. We should be videoing it. And I, truthfully and sincerely, I've got, I'm going to st- stay on, on topic and stay on track here. I'm already jumping ahead, but because this kind of when I was talking with Damien the other day, he asked what my intention. Who's Damien? Damien, thank you very much, Damien Pittman, mm-hmm. Punisher. The Union 0430 podcast, Punisher Waterfowl. Check them out. Uh, we just did, I guess two weeks ago, we did episode 100, their milestone. And uh, they were been very generous with having me on and be a guest many times. I think it could have been seven, number seven. Mm-hmm. You know, but the PEI trip, that, that put a lot together. I think that was two episodes when we did PEI last year. Yeah. Of, excuse me, of Punisher Waterfowl podcast. Mm-hmm. podcast. Um, At the kitchen it, table in the cabin. 100%. Yeah, and I did, think we did one before Damien was even there. Cabin 21? Oh, man. <laughs> hey, it's the weekend. Fourth of July. You're supposed to be fixing stuff that you never use throughout the year. What an old MF and stroke he is. <laughs> you know what stroke means, love? It's an old drag racing no. car term. It's something you can say. You can call somebody a stroke. Okay. Uh, alrighty. Yeah. For that visual. So that's Thank why you. we. That's why we didn't. We don't record things. Video. <laughs> we're recording, but we're not going to video. Mm. My crown black salute. Karen is enjoying. Love. Yeah. What are you enjoying? Yeah, I'm trying to find something that's fitting with our um, calorie controlled diet. Mm-hmm. We have first stumbled across. Across. I'm sorry. Uh, Bush's light apple. Um, it's a limited edition. It's actually good. Reminds yeah, me of yeah. kind of the angry orchard. Yeah, cider yep, in type. the light version. Yeah. Yep, 130 calories. It's worth a shot. Man, I, that guy. <laughs> it's just it's not even funny. You're laughing. I'm not. I'm not totally it's funny. It'll it'll pick up on the mics. I'm guessing, huh? I'm guessing it will. Okay, I don't know. I don't know either. You say they're directional. Okay, wait, you be, always yell at me because I don't. Be quiet. Uh, on your on yours it is for some reason. Yours more than mine. <laughs> I have your I have yours turned up a little bit louder though because you, you're a little more soft spoken than I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should I try turning the other way nah, a little bit? We may just. I'm truly I'm truly hoping that like he's going to cut something wrong and the whole boat lift is going to fall into the water <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> while he holds his his electrical outlet. Yeah. Oh my god. Tool something or another. I don't even know I'm what not, the that, I'm that, not what that, that on him, electrical but... outlet tool thing. I don't even know what that. <laughs> Well, maybe it's his payback for our new dog, Mac, barking at 6 o'clock in the morning. Well. All right. Let's, uh-huh. let's uh, excuse me. There's a boat going by, and 
a brown bikini caught my attention. I'm sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. I couldn't tell she had anything on. She was that dark. The uh-huh. bikini was dark, too. Okay, don't uh, focus. Well, I am going to focus. Okay, so. <sighs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's just, speak, love. You can speak. Mm-mm. What does he have on his head? Whip out the binoculars and check that out. What does he have on his head? Oh, he's got goggles of some sort. That's what I thought. Well, this goggles. All right. So maybe I'm going to get this in while in between him firing that thing back up. But Damon asked me what my intentions were with the podcast, and I I did a really good job. I I actually have it uh, through January January through March. I did 11 podcasts, and we were kind of towards the end of them. They were actually getting getting some really really good downloads. And then I stopped doing it. And Damien was just asking me, you know, the podcast world is Damien's. They're very, they're very structured. They do one weekly. Mm-hmm. And I just said, man, I'm, what? You got, they got to be able to hear that. I'm, okay. I'm sure. All right, I'll just keep going. Yeah. It's distracting me though. But Damien did ask what my intentions were, and I'll give a little highlight. There may be a. A PNP podcast coming. Little little side. Little what's side, what's uh, PNP? Um, we're not sure if it stands for Punisher Pitballs Podcast or the Pitballs Punisher Podcast. <laughs> so it's the PNP podcast that um, I think we're actually going to try to kick that off this week. At the very least, it'll help me just get back in the mode of this. And, and this is easy to do, really. It's just mm-hmm. just taking the time to do it. I mean, yeah. you may not be all that excited about it. Well, just finding a topic that's you know interesting too. I have not even said what the the title of this episode is. Well, there you go. Duck. Duck boat history. I got it in between his hammer, hammer and duck boat history. And it's not the history of duck boats. It's going to be the history of my duck boats. And I figured out. Well, I, I got to get. Let me get back on topic. Let me get back on task. Okay. The um. Damien did ask me what my intentions were, and I was like, I, you know, I'm good about procrastinating, but in Pitboss World Headquarters, the locker room area, I envision that that will be a very nice place to actually film the podcasts, mm-hmm. do a lot of production in the in the locker room, because in the off season, outside of duck season, it's not really going to be used, mm-hmm. and that's what I envision. I think it's just going to have the setting. Uh, it would just be it would be a nice setting for me. I would I would enjoy sitting there and being able to do a podcast locally. Mm-hmm. We can have somebody come in and sit down with us, um, and not so local. We'll just we'll figure out a way. To, we'll you know we'll zoom it in and, and and video that. So where am I back? Where am I in my notes here? Um, Damien did ask me about that. It was your idea to film it, but until we actually get over to Pitboss World headquarters, which is going to happen, it's very very slow process um and what is this july 3rd and sometime in august there's gonna be some poles in the ground so i feel feel we zoomed we zoomed friday night with the architect so we're Mm -hmm. we're moving forward there and i didn't really i did not in my notes really say anything about pitboss world headquarters as far as uh where we're at Mm -hmm. you know how far it's going to go how far it's going to go how it's going i didn't really didn't outline that at all but that's okay because it's about duck Duck boat history. Thank yes. you, love. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so the Punisher Waterfowl 
Union 0430 podcast. Check them out. Again, they're 101 episodes, 102 episodes strong right at the moment. And I'm ready to dive into my 33 years of duck hunting is what kind of what I figured it out to be. Um, way, way, way back in the day. And I, I don't know. I've lost touch with Rip Poole. Rip Poole from Street, Maryland. Both those names are very intriguing to me. I really want that guy to fall in. <laughs> huh? Love, if I ever get that old and become that stupid, just... Give it put, 10 years, love. You'll be... And end it for me, please. <laughs> I mean, no, he's the, he is the epitome of what an old... Quote, an old guy. Air quotes, an old guy an is. An old guy in ocean pines. He is, man. Yeah. Like, he rinses his outboard. He leaves the prop in the water. Like, who, who would do... Why would you do that? <laughs> And he, he does it every time. Like not, Every time he uses his outboard, he does that. It's not like, you know, I, I do it once a week, right? Even mm-hmm. I'm on the trailer, yeah, during the season, once a week is good. All right, Rip Poole from Street, Maryland. He lived right on Deer Creek. I envied, envied, admired. Um, Rip was older than myself, but, like, he would, be, he would be someone that I would aspire to be in the waterfowl world. Maybe... Before I was into bourbon and whiskey, maybe that's where I've got some of my... I, I believe that Rip, Rip enjoyed. He, he enjoyed non-beer alcohol. Okay. He packed up and moved to Costa Rica. Ah, Just talking to someone at work yesterday about moving to Costa Rica. Yeah, he packed up and moved to Costa Rica. He was sent, showing me pictures. He Basically, he took his 17 TDB. Okay, rewind. Rip Poole was the duck boat from Bill and Dean Clark... In Maine, Rip Poole from Street, Maryland, was the, what was he, salesman? Basically, he had New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Delaware, and Virginia. Those were his territories, and he was a TDB um, um, a distributor. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh Regional sales. Yeah, but it was like he he was uh, what what would it be called if you if you're in charge of regional manager? No, like he's a distributor, not a distributor. It's his mm. like Chevrolet. He's a dealer. He's a dealer. Okay, dealership. Chevrolet dealership. Ford okay. dealership. He was the dealer for Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Maryland, Delaware, Virginia. So Rip Pool, super nice guy. Um, he packed up everything in a in a sea container. He he had his 17 TDB on a trailer and put it in the container and like mm. took a whole bunch of other stuff with him too and 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 hit the road. Cool. But I would have I would have met the seed was planted the duck boat, the true duck boat. I'm looking at the world's largest duck boat right now on the lift. Mm-hmm. That type of duck boat seed was planted in like 1989 or 1990. There, I have dealer written down. I didn't look at my notes. That <laughs> says Ripple TDB dealer. Actually, I'm dyslexic. It says TBD. Dealer, <laughs> it does. You know what you meant. <laughs> um, but my act, and he Rip was again super nice guy, super generous. And the boat originally that I I really kind of fell in love with was this little ten footer. It was a little ten foot one man boat. It did have a little uh, pad on it. You could you could you could screw a uh, maybe like a five horse five horse to it. I'm telling you, man, that old guy, Karen. That old man. Mm. Back to Rip Pool. Uh, I I can recall one time 
the 10 footer i took it into we I've, dri- I've driven you down to fairmont if you remember the first impoundment i actually used the 10 footer in the first impoundment he had these goose silhouettes that you could put on it like kind of sort of disappearing it a little bit mm-hmm. and um yeah, it, was, it was a nice it was, it was a really nice boat but my first just so annoying it's okay let's keep going my first duck boat was a 14-foot polar craft, but it was like a semi-V. It was not a flat-bottom boat. I had a, a nine-horse Go Devil, a shorty, short shaft. They called them the shorties back then. I had a nine, nine-horse nine shorty on it. I kind of built like a plywood blind to make it. Again, I was really into the TDB, the TDB-esque look. Mm-hmm. So I tried to make my own. Matter of fact, there's a picture of Rocky up in the – there was a picture of Rocky up in the up in the room – I don't know where it is. It still may be on the wall up here. We're kind of mm-hmm. moving some stuff around right now. But up in that wall, um, back corner, or the front corner, there was a picture of Rocky with, and I shot some coot. <laughs> okay. Before coot, I had shot some coot. She's sitting, kind of posed on, on the blind there. Um, so it was a 14-foot polar craft with the nine-horse go devil. Had a tall transom, and, and the geometry did not work really well. It, was, it did not get up on plane. It was only a nine-horse go-devil, but it's still just like the transom. You need a 16-inch transom. And back in the old days, I don't know current day what what it's like, but back in the old day, you needed the go-devil work best on a 16-inch tall transom. Okay. I'm shaking my head, man. I am just shaking my head. So the transom was a little bit too tall, so I found once we were here up on 54, and in behind it was a – in behind North Bay Marina was a field that snow geese would be in there. Today, it's all houses up in there. You know how jam-packed North Bay is. Marina, where is that? Yeah, so on, on 54, like going to Harris Teeter. Okay, okay. Yeah, and they had a, they one year, the Polar Craft, there was a DU, vert, Ducks Unlimited version of this Polar Craft. had a gun locker. It had a couple of extras in it. Flat-bottom boat. I bought that, and I put a 20-horse, sold the 9-horse, put a 20-horse go-devil on it. Mm-hmm. That thing ran like a champ, man. Ran really, really good. I, um, Tom Matthews would tell me he had the, the original sheet for his UPS shipping where he had to handwrite everything. I bought the fourth Avery. Uh-oh, Fred West. Fred West Farms. Let's, let's talk to Fred. Fred, what's up? What's that? We're doing a podcast right now, so you're you're live with us. So you must, is there anything, <laughs> anything profound you want to say? Uh, I wish it had a rain last night. That way I wouldn't have to be working on air gauges this morning. Understood. Did you get any rain this morning? Very little. Yeah. Like 10, 10 drops. Uh, copy. We were out with the dogs. We could see it raining pretty good, like up at Route 90, but we did we did not get wet, but we could see it raining up there pretty good. Yeah, it went, it went off the coast and then blew up a storm, uh, which is right, right where they need rain. 100%. And I'm, I'm sorry, everyone. We're talking about green wing teal here. Karen, you didn't ask. You didn't interject. Sorry. No, Karen didn't interject and get me on track. And th- <laughs> we're talking about green wing teal decoys, and we're painting green wing cool. teal. Outside of that, if you could make it rain, that would be. I'm looking. That I'm, would be I'm looking at the sky, but I don't. I don't. I. I thought. I thought really this morning. The the forecast was. I thought there was going to be some rain this morning. And it just never really. Well, it, it did. It just wasn't on us, you know. North of us. Yep. Yeah, that's for sure. No. Yeah, well, thanks for thanks for giving me a call. Yeah, for sure. I just thought it was easier to talk than try to text. Yeah, no, definitely. All right, man. You guys enjoy. Hey, hey, FX. Yeah. FX, the old man. Is it that good? Is it good, Karen? Him? FX, the old man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. FX. Yes, the I, old, I the do like it. The series, the old man. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, 
Well, because we watch her on Hulu. I guess that's why I. Oh, Karen says she's. When I. Big Lebowski guy. Yeah, man. I thought it was some acronym dude, for the fella dude. across the canal. Yeah, the, the Karen, thought, Karen thought I was talking about the old guy across the canal. And, and we wa- we're watching on Hulu, too, so that's what confused her. But it, mm-hmm. it's the FX series, The Old Man. Yes. Now, it is, yeah, I just saw it advertised. So it is slow in the beginning. Like, I'll give you the first episode slow, but it's setting it up, and then it, it gets it gets good. And really, I want to go back and watch the first episode mm-hmm. again, because we're on the f- fourth episode? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yes. we're on the fourth episode. Episode, at the end of two or three, there, uh, there's a twist in there, and I wanted to go back and watch episode number one, so I under, so I could totally, like, understand. I, I thought I, maybe I didn't pay enough attention in episode number one to pick something up, but... Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. All right, man. Enjoy. Yeah, buddy. All right, be Good safe. Bye. Bye. All right, I'm sorry about that. That's that was okay. Fred West from <laughs> Fred West Farms in Frankfort, Delaware, and we were talking. I should have said we were talking about Green Wing Teal. My mind is good enough to remember that I was talking about Tom Matthews with the Avery pop-up blind. Mm-hmm. That's what the 18-foot DU Polocraft with the 20-horse Go Devil had on it. I just don't remember the year. Mm. So some of these dates... The, the early dates are maybe are not so accurate, but later on the dates are very, very accurate. So um, I can't remember the year, but I do remember in 1998, I had Jim Hansel down. We were over at Deal Island, late season, wanted to shoot some divers, canvasbacks and redheads. We were on Manaya Bay, and there was a, the shoreline we were on was basically facing north. There was this light south breeze, and this is a lesson learned, much like I learned about lightning. This is a lesson learned when you see a, a and you can see forever down there. You mm-hmm. know, it's like you go to the end of the earth, right? You can right. just you can see see 360 degrees, you can th- see forever. And here comes this from like the northwest, here comes this black line moving across across from the Chesapeake Bay onto the little bay that we were on. And all of a sudden we went from no wind to having like I don't know, 25, 30 mile an hour winds in our face and you know, totally flat water to two foot waves. And I and I did I, I pulled the the polar craft up up the beach and we were just sitting on the shoreline but by the time i got back to the boat the boat was full of water one of the brackets on the go devil had broken and and basically it was the i swamped the boat we, we all the decoys were in trash cans so it was easy to get it get it dug out but as soon as i came home i called rip pool and i said man because i'd been talking to him forever i'd seen rip at shows you know you always had a uh, you always had a a, a 14 foot or 17 foot tdb the duck boat. Mm-hmm. You always had one set up on display, you know, hanging out, talking. And, and I wanted one, and, and I came home, and, and basically I pulled the trigger and said, man, I, I, want, I want to buy this. So okay. that's 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 set it up. So. And were you, you were guiding then or not? No, not yet. This would have been in 98. So this okay. was before. Okay. Before I started. Basically, the TDB allowed me to guide. Okay. Because I couldn't take somebody. I mean, could I take somebody in that polar craft? I could, but not to go see duck hunting. Okay. At least not safely. Um, so back, so I never met Bill and Dean Clark brothers, but I know Rip was really good friends with them. They had sold the T, the duck boat company in, well, while it was in Maine. They sold it to Christian Buhlner and there was a fire. I, I'd made it to the shop a little on down the story. I'll, I had been to the shop a, a couple times in Maine, but I, I, Basically, I guess for a while, there was an old old chicken house that these boats were being made in. The molds were in the in this chicken house, and there was a fire. So the molds were destroyed. So basically, it gave Christian an opportunity to change from what they call 
the 14 Classic and the 17 Classic to the 14 C Class. And people think it's SEA. Originally, I was told it was the letter C mm-hmm. for Christian. It's like his stamp, his stamp of boats. But everybody thinks the C Class boat is SEA because, hey, you're sea duck hunting and you're, you know, right, you're doing right. that kind of stuff. I was told it was the letter C, not SEA, the word. But so Christian, Christian had, had bought the company. He and his wife, I can't remember his wife's name. I met her, though. And shortly after I had purchased the 17 C class, and the difference basically, there, was, there were a couple differences, but basically they went uh, prior to the C class, you, there was lots of options. And they were like minuscule minor options, but they were options. Whether you wanted to get non the non-skid. Well, the non-skid was different because of the way it was applied in the first TDBs. It would have been like an application you would do after the boat was per- after a boat was built, not purchased. Mm-hmm. But the non-skid in the C-classes was made into the mold, so it, it you, you got the non-skid by default. Mm-hmm. Remember all the bumps that were in the bottom of the bank's boat? Yes. Okay, that that's in the mold. Like they, You don't uh, do that like after the fact. That's okay. sure straight in my notes here sorry you you do that like that's in the mold right so there mm-hmm. was the classic tdb mm-hmm. the, the c class that wasn't an option anymore because you're going to get it by default mm-hmm. so it was it was things like that i don't know the true story but rip parted ways with tdb and i kind of fell in the place of like jeff do you like i, I own a 17 Mm-hmm. Rip had like a, a, he had a 14 that was a demo that basically allowed me to take the four. I took the 14. I, I be, where I'm trying to go with this love is I became a salesman. I mm-hmm. became a distributor for TDB. I became a dealer for mm-hmm. TDB, the duck boat. And I can remember setting up at Habitat Grace twice. The year that I won best of show, the rig bird, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, the single bird best of show. I didn't get to see it happen because I was I was at the booth like they said, "Hey Jeff, you won." I went down to the museum oh, yeah. because it was at the middle school. Mm-hmm. The contest went took place in the museum, and I wasn't even there to see my bird win. It was like yeah. a total shock to me. I thought mm. somebody was effing with me. Actually, like, <laughs> like, you know, did I really win? They're like, "Yeah." I think Kurt came up to, "Dude, you won." Oh, really? Yeah. Really? So it was pretty cool. Uh, so for a couple of years, I sold TDB. In my mind, I sold five boats. Mm-hmm. Things move quickly here. And I can't remember why, but all of a sudden, Christian sold the Duck Boat Company to the Arthur Armstrong, the Poke Boat Company in Briel, Kentucky. Hmm. Yeah. But all the molds of the TDBs went from Maine to Michigan. So they weren't um, Arthur Armstrong, the Poke Boat. Um, I'm ahead of my notes. Let me, I'll finish my thought and I'll come back. Arthur Armstrong, the poke boat, did not build the, the TDB in Kentucky. It was actually a sailboat company. Really? Yeah. They were So they were basically a cost of... In little, Kentucky? No. The sailboat company it was in Michigan. Oh, okay. Arthur Armstrong, um, basically, I can't remember that fellow's name. I want to say his name was Tom. Hmm. I can't remember. But he was big into the military contractor industry. And his poke boat was a little kayak, a duck hunting kayak that it like literally weighed 35 pounds. It was carbon fiber. Hmm. It was one of the most craziest things. Like it, it was like you see this walk up to this boat that's you know seven eight feet long and it weighs 30 pounds or 35 pounds. And it had a motor on it. No, you paddle was a kayak. Oh, okay. But but that's what that was, and that that was that was his claim to fame, and he sold a lot of helicopter parts 
carbon fiber helicopter parts to the government, military. Mm-hmm. And then he also had um, he had some little boats, like little one man boats with motors. Arthur Armstrong was the you know was the series, the brand. And they're like there was a widgeon. There were duck names, widgeon, okay. and I can't remember them all, but but they did that. But yes, the first TDBs that were built after the sale, Christian had sold to Arthur Armstrong Polk boat. The boats were made in Michigan, and in my as I recall, I only made I only sold one of those boats. So I went to Maine a couple times to pick the boat up boats up, but um, the Michigan with with the new guys, the Michigan. I don't think I only sold one seventeen. I sold one fourteen C class and and four seventeens. And then all of a sudden Poke Boat decided that they didn't want to have dealers. Mm. They were they sold direct. So that that kinda that kinda got me out of that. But back to my notes though. My seventeen T D B C class, it had a two stroke fifty Mercury on it. Um and I kicked off my guiding. I would take three people. I didn't use the blind, but I would take up to three people. I was the fourth one in the boat. There was plenty of room for Coot. She hung out on the on the transom, the motor well out back. And you had your captain's license then? I did, yeah. Okay. I had my captain's license. Um, Donald Hughes, mm-hmm. I mentioned before, <clears throat> mentioned before Donald Hughes, as well as Bill DeGeorge. We shot a lot of teal from the TDB, in both in Maryland and Delaware. Uh, we, when we, did, we did sea ducks. We did quite a few sea duck trips uh, down at Taylor's Island in the TDB and, and some divers too, so over on Nanticoke River, so... But yeah, and um, yep. So so now I'm selling TDB. I own a TDB and I'm selling TDB, and I already had the want to have something bigger. I'm guiding. I need something bigger, right? Why are you, you laughing? Did. You're why a guy. Why, why are you laughing? You want something bigger? Why are you laughing? <laughs> How's your beer? You need to. You, you, you it's all gone. I'm I'm, I'm in, if I did, I think I did say my Crown Black salute earlier, mm-hmm. but Crown Crown Black with found a new ice company. What's the name of it? I don't know, but it says it's on the eastern shore of Virginia, and it says it's untouched by human hands. <laughs> it's very important. We it have is important. not returned to some restaurants because ice was yeah. touched with hands. Yep, that's how we left Crab Alley. And that's how we migrated. I can all say names. Oh, I'm going to say it. That's how we left Crab Alley. We haven't been back to Crab Alley since then. Nope. And that's how we migrated to Harborside. Mm-hmm. That's another story for another time. So, selling TDBs. I own one. I remember I used to go... A lot of decoy contests back in the day. And I go to the the Clayton, New York, Thousand Island Decoy Show. Mm-hmm. And I can remember having the... I think somebody wanted to see it. I don't think I was officially there as a vendor because I was doing this in the parking lot. But somebody wanted to see the 14. And I, th- I towed Rip's 14 up so they could see that. But Banks was inside. And they had already started... I feel like I'm... Maybe I shouldn't pound. Mm. They were in, They were inside. Sorry, and, where is this again? In the Thousand Island, it, the Thousand Island Decoy Show, Clayton, which is Clayton, New York. It's okay. right at right St. Vincent, right at the basically where the Lake Ontario, you know, gets small, small down, gets choked down, so small it's down, way inland, way, way but, north and to the east of Lake Ontario. Okay, okay. But basically, that's where the St. Lawrence Seaway starts, St. Lawrence River. Okay, we should go up there sometimes. It's, it's yeah, like, it's, I would love. It's to. a nice place. Um, right across, as soon as you go across the the bridge, uh, David David Wah. That's an old joke. It's David Roy, but David Wah, uh, St. Lawrence Outfitters is right across the bridge. As soon as you go across. But I, so I, I think this is, here's my notes. I think I, this was 2001, 2002, mm-hmm. probably 2002. And I can vividly remember being inside the arena. It was like an old, um, uh, a little bit of a, like a, a stadium. No, 
uh, stadium. It would be like an indoor hockey rink that they had some mm. they had elevated seating, and they, like there a was sports arena. Yeah, sports arena. There yeah. you go. But small. Yep. Uh, and the ice wasn't there. It was in the summertime. And that's where they did the, the vendors for the decoy show. We floated the decoys out on the pond up back is where we actually did the the, uh, the contest itself. Mm-hmm. That said, I can vividly remember being inside. Banks has their 14-foot, you know, TDB-looking type mm-hmm. boat. Style, how about this? TDB-styled boat. Because mm-hmm. it, it, it did look different. Similar but different, different but similar. And I was talking about, like, hey, man, build a 21. Because TDB did build a 21. Mm-hmm. But they the new the new company they weren't building twenty ones yet. So mm-hmm. I wanted twenty ones. So like I, you know, banks like, hey man, oh my god, <laughs> old man to the nth degree. Mm. It's not pumping water out. He didn't know you wanted to do a podcast now. It's not pumping water out. Maybe it'll burn up right right. We'll see it. We'll see it catch on fire. Stop. It's making a funny sound. Can you hear that? Yeah, it has a tick it to it. I, oh, I do hear this. Well, water just started coming out. Now he's going to rev it up. Should we just stop this for a while? If you want. I know it's bothering you. Well, I mean, that is... I mean, it doesn't... On, my, on the meter, I don't really see it. Well, for the amount that you've yelled at me for not talking directly into the mic, I find it hard to believe that it's yep. picking up on that. Right. Wheel. 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 <laughs> I don't know how, what, what, how that sound came out of me. I don't know. All right, so I, I'm going let me, to let me, power through this. I vividly remember telling Michael Banks, make a 21. He, he told me, I don't think there's a market for a 21. We're, you know, basically, we're going to do a 17. Mm-hmm. So they did a 17. So time passes on. I have to, I'm going to flip my notes to page two. I have four pages, love. Four pages. Um, but eventually, I'm just going to wait till this. Okay. I'll just, I'm just going to cut this out. Okay. Okay. You want anything? Let me get you a beer. Let me concentrate here. Get back into my notes. Finally, December 2003. And when I made my notes, I can't, I can't remember Charles's last name. It's not Nelson. I know we have a life jacket that you've seen before, and everything Charles had, he writ, he wrote on it, writ on it. He wrote on it. With a sharpie stolen from Charles mm. and his last name. Okay. I know I still have one life jacket easily. I d- and I didn't steal the life jacket from him. The life jacket came with his Banks one-man layout. I think I saw it, and I, I questioned you. you. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. where the heck did you Why get Why did this? I steal it, right? Why uh-huh. did you steal it? So, um, and, and speaking of that layout boat, Charles purchased that layout boat. It's a Sunday in December. It's blowing a gale. It's pouring. And we're over in Preston, Maryland, on Charles's farm. Charles, I told you about the all the excuse me the um, molds went to Michigan from TDB, mm-hmm. so he actually purchased the first twenty-one TDB from Polk Boat Arthur Armstrong that was 
made in Michigan. The boat's a little effed up. Why? Uh, they didn't understand how to do... So in, in, in the main built 21s, the floor was very high. Mm-hmm. This thing, like, if you... In the bow, if you took a drill bit and you drilled through the floor, you'd have been like it. You'd been through the hull, mm. so it was very, very deep. The boat was very deep, and they didn't understand the shelf system. The uh, in the seventeen TDB, there is a mold that is your floor and your two shelves. So they took they took and and made these and used basically kind of cut them up and just used the shelf system, like so put two. Like it wasn't one continuous like running shelf. It was like. Part of a 17 shelf and part of 17 shelf that was running along the, the 21 side. Does that make sense? No. It was just messed up looking. Okay. It was. Had a Johnson 140 on it, which was made by Suzuki, actually, then. The end story of all this, Brian Rhodes, the swamper from Rhode Island, he actually ended up with Charles's 21 TDB. Hmm. Let me get back on focus. Excuse me, let me get back on task and focus. So he gets the first 21. The 21's in the barn because it's blowing nasty. Mm-hmm. Banks delivers the one-man layout boat to him and also brought a 17 down. And this, and this, the you know, and I was invited to come over. So basically we put the 17 and the 21 together, mm-hmm. the TDB 21, the 17 Banks, and we were like going back and forth. Like Banks is showing me the features of their 17, which I hadn't really been in one. So he's shown that this is the way we do this, this is the way we do that, and we're jumping back and forth between boats. And I told him a lot of my thoughts and ideas because I'd been in a 17 TDB for quite a while, mm-hmm. and some of you know actually incorporated some of my thoughts and ideas into this 21. At the end of it all, I'm asking him how like I, I want to stay ahead of the curve, right? I just want to I want to grow. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to I want to be able to to grow my sea duck hunting business. I want to be able to expand into the future. Mm-hmm. And a bigger boat was the way that I was going to do it. Okay, because you were getting busier and more hunts were getting booked too. I assuming, right? Yeah. Well, not when I had, not not to the twenty one. Okay. Yeah, the seventeen. Well, it was one hundred seven days back then, right? Okay. So I mean, there, I don't think that I didn't in the seventeen. The other thing in the seventeen, the the days that you could go mm-hmm. were fewer than in a bigger boat, right? Because the bigger boat's going to tolerate rougher conditions. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that the 21 was my future. A bigger boat was my future. Yep. I'm going to be able to take another person. I'm going to be able to make more money. I'm going to be able to go those days that were marginal in the 17. I'm definitely going to be able to go in the 21 because it's a bigger boat. Mm-hmm. You know, that that kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? So I asked him how serious he was about, and this is December of 2020, 2020, 2003. I was going to say, tw- I'm so used to saying like 2021, 2019, 2015, well, 23. Mm-hmm. That sound, doesn't sound right. 2003. 2003. Yeah. Yeah. I had trouble with that in the beginning. Like you call, well, 2000s, right? But then it's 2001 mm-hmm. to 2002. I guess it's not that difficult. But regardless, <laughs> get me back on the task, love. I asked him if he was serious, and he says, are you serious about giving me money? And I was like, yeah, MFR. <laughs> are you going to give me a boat? <laughs> kind of thing, right? Oh, yeah. You'll have it in plenty of time. Mm. I don't remember much. I was definitely in. in I'm going to jump ahead. In the 25, I was definitely much, much more hands on. The 21, I wasn't. But I do know that this date is accurate 
my season's already started. It's October 16th on a Sunday, and I'm driving to freaking Milton, Pennsylvania to pick this thing up. They come mm. meet him half, kind of halfway. So eventually I do get to 21. 21 foot boat had the blind on it, has a console. The TDB 17 was a tiller handle. This has a console, so, you, you know, nice place to mount a GPS. It's just, again, it just steps up the surface. I was still using the same seat, a six gallon spin bucket seat, so the seats didn't really get, you know, we didn't upgrade there, but I definitely could upgrade the amount of people I could take mm-hmm. for my own, own selfishness. And I remember going to basically a flat fee. I charged 150 I was charged $150 for sea duck hunting. And I have to rewind and say, Donald told me this. I didn't think there was that much interest in sea ducks. I thought the interest was in diving ducks. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, no. He says, it's, it's about sea ducks. And it took me a little while to, to realize that. I used to actually charge less for sea ducks than diving ducks. Wow. In the beginning, I charged $135 a person. I would take you by yourself if you pay. I, I wanted $200. Huh. But, again, things were different. You know, oh, fuel sure. was 90 90 cents a gallon. Oh, my goodness. It's all right, buddy. Yeah, this dog should bite his ass. All right. Back to duck boats. Um, yeah, I, I was just charging in the beginning. I charged $135 for sea ducks. I charged 150 for for regular ducks. But with a new boat, I went to a $150 a person, a flat fee of $600. So I'm going to charge you whether it's one, two, three, or four. I'm charging the same same the same cost. I have a. I I was tired of not knowing. I'm doing this full time, and I was tired of like not knowing 100 percent how much money I was making this week. Mm. So that was my with the bigger okay. boat. We're going to expand this. I didn't charge more per person, but I'm going to charge you as if you were four people. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I lost I lost some business because mm-hmm. people say, "Well, you've been char- taking three of us. It's just three of us come." Mm-hmm. Okay. Bring a fourth. Same well, amount of work. It's, yeah. it's the same amount of money to you each. Each you just need to bring a bring a fourth person. Right. Oh, we don't have a fourth person, so I, I did lose some people, mm-hmm. but the positive was much. The, the positive far outweighed the negative. Mm-hmm. I did lose a few people, but I gained a lot. Mm-hmm. So again, twenty-one foot boat. What do you call it? The Goliath. Mm-hmm. You were asking me that the other day. The twenty-one Goliath with a. 140 Suzuki, and that's where the 140 comes in because the other 21 had 140. John, John ended up being Brian Rhodes, Charles's boat that ended up being Brian Rhodes's boat and had 140 Suzuki. And they were, we, we when we when Brian bought his boat, he and Swamper Jen came down, they hung out the night before we went down, got the boat, and we brought it back. We backed them both side by side, and we took the cows off. I mean, the motors, different colors, the motors were identical. Johnson, force, I guess, at the point at that time. Remember yesterday when a boat went by here and I said, man, that's it was a Honda 115. I said, that's what started all this, mm-hmm, all the mm-hmm. four-stroke stuff. Yep. Well, Johnson wasn't making a four-stroke engine. They were basically just taking a Suzuki at the time mm. and just, you know, painting it white and putting their decals on it, but it was a Suzuki. So, but yes, drove up to Milton, Pennsylvania, picked that boat up, cussing them because, man, it, they had, it was 10 months. Like, like mm. they're, they're just always super slow, always. So... The boat out, boat does work well. Now we're getting to January 2010. I need to stay ahead of the curve, man. There's people that are just fun hunting. Now there's six Banks 21s in Maryland. They're not guiding. They're just fun hunting. Mm. I need to. I need to separate myself. I need to get. You know, I need to separate from other people. How do I yeah. do this? I need a bigger boat. I can. 
I wrote down about BB&T. I can remember leaving the bank, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I called him or he called me back, but I can remember talking to him after I left BB&T that day, mm-hmm. and again, just saying, are you going to build a bigger boat? It was that whole freaking thing with them and money, like, are you going to give me a deposit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, are you going to give me? Are you going to get the boat to me quicker this year than mm-hmm. you know this this go round than than the twenty one kind of thing? Right, right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And so we went back and forth, and originally we were going to put it was a twenty five foot boat. The boat's actually he kind of messed it up, and it, it ended up being longer than twenty five feet. But he called it a twenty five. I think I think Ron told me he was you know Michael was embarrassed that you know <laughs> he's the boat builder and he he you know. F the boat up, and he was cut. You know, started out to make a twenty-five, and it's a twenty-six foot boat kind of thing, right? <laughs> but anyway, they called it the twenty-five on paper. It says it's 25, 11, 25 feet eleven inches. Really? But it was it was okay. it was it was bigger than it was a twenty-six foot boat. Huh. Uh, I was going to go with a one seventy-five, and I know you know Ron got a little concerned about you know loading up with. So now it's a twenty-five foot boat. Maybe I'm going to put six people in it, gear, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. So we were going to go with a 170. And again, at this point, I'm about money. Like, how much is this thing really going to cost me, right? So, you know, could we get away with a 175? It was Mm -hmm. a 175, and the Suzuki was a four-cylinder. When you made the jump to the 200, you went to the V6, and there was a big money jump there. Mm -hmm. But the 200, the 225, the 250 were all the same motor, just electronics and cam differently, I believe. is Definitely electronics were – computer was different, and I think cam different a little bit too to get – you know, 50 more horsepower from from the same 200 block. <laughs> so we ended up going with it with once I got to the 200, like, you know, again, Ron was like, you really need to, I'd feel better if you do a 200. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, hell, man, the money is, the same. I'm going with a 250. So we put a 250 on it. Again, it's got, um, it's got a jack plate on it. It's got hydraulic steering on it. And I had that on, I had that on the uh, 21 also. I, I forgot about that. I did have the hydraulic steering. I did have a jack plate on it. Um, but basically, the twenty-five was just a bigger boat, same same setup, same blind. You know, just it's the same as the twenty-one, just wider and longer. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I did not write this name down. Marty Whalen. There we go. Thank you from Ohio. I remembered. Marty came out and hunted one time with me in the twenty-one. And he brought these really nice chairs. So when I went to the twenty-five, I wasn't wanting to take more really more than. Four people. Mm-hmm. Again, I was wanting to, to stay ahead of the curve and, and offer a better service. And and the, the his chairs were big. In the twenty one, they were too tight. They, mm-hmm. they made them work, but it was tight. But in the twenty five, they were perfect. So that's why I really I had uh, had four seats. Okay, I did have the fifth seat if somebody had an extra person occasionally. But I really just wanted to take four people. I didn't want to take six people, mm-hmm. five or six people. I wanted to take four, but I just wanted to take them um, more comfortably, offer a better service. And that's what in the twenty five is when I introduced the stove. So plenty of room. Again, mm-hmm. I just want to step this thing up and keep again stay ahead of the curve and just grow. Mm-hmm. Thoughts, comments, questions? No, is that the, what were those chairs called? The big man. The big man chairs. You can't <laughs> get them anymore. Though. That's what I was thinking. That's where that came from. Because mm-hmm. you wanted everyone oh, to be man, comfortable. Were, and what yeah. what did people used to sit in? Prior uh, well, to that? the in the in the seventeen and the twenty one. It was a six-gallon bucket, which was taller, mm-hmm. but just that kind of – it's the thing I still sit on today. Okay. It's just not – That you know, spinning kind of yeah. padded. It's a spin seat, yeah. Yeah. I did some square bucket seats that had like a little flip-up little flip up back on them. Can I go get my 22? Dogs, no. Mil- That's all I'm saying. Dogs, no. How about that old man? Those dogs have been in, the ha- in his house. I hope they peed and pooped all over the place. <laughs> I really do. They don't like him. 
Because he's not a likable person, no, love. Come that's on. That's what I'm saying. Dogs know. All right. <laughs> so, seats. <laughs> so, yeah, I wasn't really wanting to. Um, I wasn't not wanting to take more people. I just wanted to take the same four people more comfortably. Mm-hmm. Rewind. I need to give a, a shout out to Fred Zink. He came to film with me one Eastern Waterfowl Festival with, with Scott and Kurt. And I believe it was Field. Hudnall was with him. There's a wasted, well, there used to be a wasted JVC camera in his showroom. And that wasted JVC camera got salt water from Chesapeake Bay on it mm. in my boat. I took one over to bow and I felt horrible about it. But anyway. Mm. He said they had insurance for that kind of thing. I don't, I don't think they did, but that's, he wanted to make me feel better. But l- this is where I'm going. That day after we filmed, we go to lunch, and I th- this is with the 21 foot boat. Mm-hmm. I told him, "Do I want to talk about this?" You can touch on it, right? Could be another talk about you know the business aspect of guiding. Yeah, no, it is. It's something that's very topical. Okay, and it, it fits along with the duck boat. But I, I just, I, I guess, yeah, I'll talk about it. So I told him that I'm I'm thinking about getting a second. We had a really good hunt, shot our limits, coot retrieved birds. It was a great great morning, except for the camera. It was a great morning, mm-hmm. and we're sitting there at lunch. And I told him, just kind of talking about about business. And I said, man, I, I'm thinking about getting like a second boat. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, man, well, I said, I said, I'm turning, I'm full, I'm turning business away. He's like, you could actually run a second boat. I said, well. Maybe not Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but Thursday, Friday, Saturday, through the weekends, sure. Mm-hmm. He's like, Jeff, you're not charging enough money. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, if you're truly that busy, he says, you're not charging enough money. He said, it's, this is all supply and demand. I was making, I was making $600 for the boat, right? Mm-hmm. He said, what would be a crazy amount of money to charge? Like, what would be your goal? Mm-hmm. Man, $1,000 a morning. He says, all right. Instead of telling people one fifty. More or less, or the six hundred dollars. Start telling people eight hundred dollars. I was really freaking nervous about this. Started telling a couple people. They didn't even blink an eyelash at it, and and so I'm eight hundred dollars a day. Then I started basically went from eight hundred to a thousand. It just made the jump, and like towards the end of the season when I was full, started telling people thousand dollars. Now some people I can hear them go. Yeah, I can hear them hang up. They don't mm. physic. They don't literally hang up, right. but like they're that's crazy. Yeah. Like right, but most the majority of the people, yeah, man, that's that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Brian Rhodes told me when I was at twelve hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Brian Rhodes had some guys hunt with me, and they they wanted to go shoot eider. So I sent them with a Brian, and I think Brian was like struggling, like trying to get like you know he was kind of in that like charging per person, or I don't think he was doing the flat fee. But these guys said, "Hey, do you charge like Jeff?" And like, like, what do you mean? He's like, well, he's a, he's the flat fee of a twelve hundred dollars. And Brian's like, yep, that's how I do it. <laughs> <laughs> Brian called me. He's like, hey man. He's like, thanks for helping me raise my rate. <laughs> hey. So, well, it's a, that's it's just kind of the specialty service. Yeah, so Fred Zink, when I, when we're on PEI and I'm sitting with Paulie, we always text Fred. And I have to thank Fred Zink for that because that was his that was his uh, his business advice to me, and it would have been in that. Well, I had a twenty one. I would say it was in. It was before D3 TV, so I would say it was like 2004 or five. Mm-hmm. he told me this. So, Fred Zing, thank you very much. Where am I at in this, love? Oh, so, yeah, about on the phone from BBT Bank, mm-hmm. and 
you know, Banks, are you serious about doing this? This is January 2010. When do you think I got my boat? January 2010. Was it March? So the, my season's just ending. When yeah, do you think yeah. the new season starts? The new season starts in October. October when do, when yeah. do you think I get the boat? Oh, well, October. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I, I, before I want to get there, though, I want to say this. So this next build that we did, first off, Banks becomes, I mentioned D3TV, Banks becomes, basically, they, they were... The, they were the title sponsor for taking a break. When we do, we do taking a break. Mm-hmm. I would say break time. Oh, okay. okay, okay. This, this is yeah. this is oh, taking a break sponsored. You know, brought to you by Banks Boats. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. We did a, a a picture. You know, just did a big and this picture is still on Facebook, my personal account today. Did, man, it must be like three hundred of them. I was very interactive with this boat and you know how they make the plug, uh, how they make the mold, all the parts and pieces. I was I was I was the Port Rowan a lot during this period. Um, I I got my own the own 250 and took up to them, and uh, yeah, many trips. Again, they were they sponsored D3 TV. Uh, you know, taking a break. The boat got built, but I did not receive said 25 Titan until December. December 10th. Oh gosh. Of what what year was that? I'm looking. Of 2010? 2010, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, I, I think, and I, because it was so late in the year, I believe that it was like a, they considered it to be a 2011, actually. Mm-hmm. But it, it was a long process. I wasn't really happy about it. Luckily, the fellows and I told I told Michael that you know how this was going to work. I said I need to sell the 21 to do the 25. Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Like however long it takes you to to get paid or you know to pay me, that's fine. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. Guess what? When I got the boat, what did he want? Yeah, yeah. He kind of is is uh, is poor salesmanship. That brings up another topic, love, Mm-mm. which would be a great story for another time, or when I've drank more Crown Royal Black. Never because it's idea. it's been and you and you might know this better. What year it is? But it was. I have not talked to Michael Banks since 2016 or 2017. So, and I'll tell you this because I talked to you the last, the whole last part of the trip. Thank you. I thought it was, might have been like 15. Yeah. Well, maybe it was 15. <coughs> Excuse me. I took Booger, Booger on a road trip. I had to drive all the way to Buffalo. And, um, yeah, that was. Moved to here at 15. Yeah, 14 he, or 15. Yeah, he laughed at me a little bit in the parking lot of Cabela's. And that's the last time I ever talked to him. Mm. Yep. So that might be another. Another good story, and, and the other thing, my, another note I have is like I, I don't, I've not talked to him, so I don't, I cannot say. But people in the know tell me that Banks Boats is closed, that they, there is no such thing as Banks Boats anymore. That I don't know. I think the webpage is still there, hmm. but I don't think I don't think they're producing boats and or they're keeping it going so to find somebody to sell sell the business to. You don't have to look. That's right. All right, that was page two. I'm on to page three. Steve Hoover. <laughs> All right, so we need some back. You, need- you were very happy with the Banks boat, though. The Banks boat served me very well. 100% yeah. it did. It was a nice boat. Yes. We yeah. did a lot. We flounder fished out of it a lot. Yeah. yeah it was- you shot your first sea ducks out of it. I did. Uh, the blind was such that I shot quite a few brant from it. Still in those three, the three, when it was the two and three bird, three and two bird seasons. And then when it was one bird, I didn't brand mm-hmm. hunt that much more out of it. But no, it, it, it did well. 
Yeah, it was nice. very dog friendly. The dogs were yes. in and out of it very easily. We filmed a lot. Of, again, D3 TV. We filmed ducks, dogs, and decoys TV. We filmed a lot out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 25 went to New Brunswick. The 25 went to Rhode Island. Shot, we shot sea ducks out of it in Rhode Island. It went to New Brunswick, February eider season, but we never actually, we didn't shoot from it. I can't remember just 100% why. Uh, it went to Destination Next, their launch. It went it went to their launch. It was set up. Uh, where else did it go? I think that's all. That's the only mm-hmm. places that went. In the end, then Maryland, Maryland Delaware. But no. Um, nah, and you know what? I guess I, I thought, I just thought I had a better relationship with Banks. That's all. I guess the, the bottom line. Again, like you've always wanted to stay ahead of the curve. 100%. Well, chewing a pretzel. Yeah. And you you got yourself married with someone that is not a boat captain and needed something more substantial. I think you should get your captain <laughs> license. I really do. Oh, my gosh. I don't know why you're, like, blowing I, it off. I've got to become a, a chicken manager. Well, you're, you become a citizen, number one. <laughs> number two, I think you should become a... I think you should, be, I you should get your captain license. I'm going to become the... Um, the um, Oh gosh, the Airbnb um, guest services person. Love, could just a little closer. Pull that mic out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Airbnbs, hopefully. All right. At Pitboss World Headquarters. Hundred percent. Back to Steve Hoover. Mm-hmm. I've known Steve Hoover easily since two thousand and one. Steve Hoover actually made fiberglass duck boats. Duck Wrangler was the name of the boat. Steve, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's in my to my mind. Um, and, and, and more specifically here, I'm not even going to comment on what I'm looking at. <laughs> Some kind of little blow up kayak going mm-hmm. by and I'm not mm-hmm. even, dude is like laying down. I don't even know. I don't even know what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Scott, Scotty Barnby, he was selling, selling for a while. This is when, and this is when I was selling TDB. So it's kind of, kind of, we'll say we, we didn't, we didn't like bump heads anything like that but at the same time like we were uh very we were, we were in a lot of the same same places together so i've known steve forever there was this whole hoover banks kind of a, a friendly rivalry rive say that word for me rivalry rivalry say it again rivalry rival <laughs> say it again <laughs> come on i'm gonna say it wrong rivalry rivalry yeah that, that almost sounded correct out of my mouth <laughs> um yeah, but they, you know, they 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 had that kind of banter back and forth because they were doing the same thing, kind of mm-hmm. at the same, looking for that same duck boat dollar. Mm-hmm. That's my words, not theirs, but that's that's what I saw it as. And and Steve was always like he was always asking me to con- for me to consider, and and eventually when he went from fiberglass to aluminum and he changed the name to Duckwater, he, he you know he wanted me to like consider it. Mm-hmm. And I'd see, again, I saw him in a lot of places, and I can remember specifically being at the ODCCA, Ohio Decoy Carvers and Collectors Association, at the Westlake, Ohio, uh, Holiday Inn. And like Steve told me, he's like, one day you will be in my boat. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> um, Steve's number's been in my phone forever. You know, he'd call, text me, happy birthday, you know, just kind of touch, shoot the shit, mm-hmm. just touch base. Um and actually, somehow or another, and I, I can't, I mean, I, I know that it happened, but I guess I'm, 
I don't, I can't remember what Banks' reaction was. And I'm sure that Steve did this just as like a dig at Banks. But actually, Duckwater Boats was a sponsor of D3TV also at the same mm-hmm. time. He was okay. just a, uh, a tight, not a title sponsor. Uh, you know, I can't remember the level of sponsors we had, but mm-hmm. basically they were just a sponsor of the show, not like they didn't sponsor a segment like mm-hmm. Banks did, like Banks sponsored taking a break. All that said, and you know me wanting to stay ahead of the curve because mm-hmm. so, now, now I'm old, right? <laughs> no. Well, I mean, in this timeline, I'm old. Okay. And like, there's like all kind of. I used to tell people back in the day, somewhere in there, like. You know, ten years ago, I had all these friends that were work guiding, and now these all these people that I know now they're all guiding. It's like mm-hmm. you know, everybody's everybody's, and I, I had nothing against people wanting to guide, mm-hmm. but there's many, many more guides, right? So yes. again, I need to stay ahead of the curve, right? Yes. So it was January of 2019 on Instagram, and I see this post about the world's largest duck boat, and Rod Merritt, Rod Merritt. I, w- I would butcher the name of, of Maine where he lives, but EiderPro.com is his mm. webpage. Rod Merritt, super nice guy. Rod, thank you very much for all your help. So I reach out to Steve. I say, Steve, man, like, what is, like, what's up with this world's largest duck boat? So I, I think he knew, like, I got him. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, Steve just, you know, he starts giving me all kinds of information. He's, like, emailing me stuff. You know, he's talking over the phone, just emailing me more information. So he... um this is January 2019. We and this is like right before COVID. We get to and you. You didn't. You didn't go up with me, but no. I go to the Harrisburg Outdoor Show because mm-hmm. we were uh, hung out with mm-hmm. um, Dustin Dawn Bow Fishing as well as Scott Lennox mm-hmm. Fishing OC because yep. we were we were fishing we were charter fishing at the time and we were mm-hmm. sponsors so that was part of the deal. Mm-hmm. Come you can come out and hang hang out at shows with Scott. So I went up a day early, hung out with Mark. I wanted to walk around and see the show. Plus, Steve says, "Hey, I'm at the Harrisburg show. Like, come on up. And let's 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 talk in person about this." Mm-hmm. So I spent some a good bit of time at Steve's booth. I can't remember, you know, like a 17 or 19 foot boat. Mm-hmm. But um, he says, "Yeah, man, Rod's a super nice guy. He's got he's got the first. He's got haul number one. Like, just go up there and check it out." Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I said I want to, but like Rod's like I've already been in contact with Rod, and like he's got it stored, so he's like he won't have it. You know, he won't won't be able to put it in the water till like April or something mm-hmm. like that. You were not able to go. No. But I you know, flew up real quick, spent the night. Again, Rod. Rod Bangor. Bangor, that's where we flew into. Rod, mm-hmm. not Ron. Rod was more than accommodating. I just wanted to touch it, get up. I'm actually looking to my right of of uh, our world's largest duck boat sitting on the boat lift. Which I honestly love. I gotta, I gotta, I'm going to go off on a tangent. Like, I... I, I I know Pitball's World Headquarters is the future, but I think I will miss the water a little bit. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. The convenience, just yeah. the serenity. Yeah, I will. Especially in winter. It's a much different neighborhood in a few in a few short years than what it was. Yeah, it is. I had five black labs at this house at one time. And, like, I basically had the end of the street to myself. There wasn't anybody here. Yeah. Especially in the wintertime. Yeah. No. It's not, it's not very... Convenient for all, for active dogs. Yeah. So back to Rod Merritt, the world's largest duck boat. I just wanted to really get in it and touch it, see it. He's like, no, man, we're going for a boat ride. So get out. As you know, I, I took a lot of photos for you. I took a lot of video. Mm-hmm. And basically, you know, I get home and I, I sent Steve a deposit. You know, mm-hmm. Steve calls him, what do you think? And I sent him a deposit and all is good. And 
I can't remember the timeline 100%. I do want to rewind because here's a note about Gary Straw Jr. Loadmaster Trailers. Mm. I, I got a load right trailer for the Banks 25 that I just was not for the for the uh oh here comes the here comes the police love. We got two jet skis the going. Water popo. Yeah, in the water popo. Yeah, in the DNR. I wonder what what happened. I don't know. Maybe he's just maybe he's just taking a boat ride or maybe he's got it. Oh, I kind of feel like he's following those jet skis in. Well, he's 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 powering up. Is he going to wait till he gets back to their to their house to to pull mm-hmm. him over is he going to turn his blue light on makes right me now? wonder huh oh he's getting ready he's getting ready he is getting ready isn't he well I thought he was write him a ticket about something oh I wish he would do his blue light right now <laughs> okay so um, I was not happy with the load right trailer for the 25 mm-hmm. which I bought They the 21 they, they from between the years of 2004 and 2010, Loadmaster, um, sorry, Load Right went through a kind of a big change in her trailers, and I just was not happy with. Mm. Not that I have to have the best, but I just was not happy. What? 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 Uh, not that I have to have the best. What? Uh huh. Oh, but that would include me, so I'm there gonna you go. go with it. There you go. <laughs> he's kicked. He has kicked a reverse. Hmm. Oh, he is following them. We live in uh, the community where every, um, lots of canals and the canal where he's going is a dead end so he yeah. definitely is following two jet skis all right so gary straw jr makes a great product Loadmaster trailers in port clinton ohio which happens to be where zinc calls is from right on lake erie yes lake erie had to think a second um and we did put a Loadmaster underneath of the world's largest duck boat so i had, I had gary gary uh, straw's name down there but yeah did the deposit and I can't remember when. I think we went to PEI Canada and came home, and then I drove out to get to pick the boat up. I think went and got the trailer first. They're, you know, Loadmaster and Duckwater both in Ohio. Spent the night. Uh, yeah, spent a night there and came home and and kicked it kicked it right in gear. Cause yeah, it was like about a week before the season. Went out one the week before, got the boat, came back. Mm-hmm. What is the world's largest duck boat? It is a 30, I'm looking at it right now, it's a 32-foot aluminum beast. Mm-hmm. Now, I can easily take the big band chairs, I can put six of them in there. Yeah. I can put more Comfortably. in there. Comfortably. I can yeah. put more in there, actually. But it, it's just big. The entire, now, the the Banks 25 would not physically fit in there, but mm-hmm. the, the length of the cockpit is the length, the entire length of the Banks boat. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, it's. Yeah, when you pulled it. When you pulled up, coming back. Yeah. I, I have to admit, man, when I left Steve's, like, I was like, holy moly, like, going down. <laughs> you know, like, just, there's a big thing behind me. Mm-hmm. And um, do you remember that picture? I yes. stopped off at the lake with the leaves. The man, trees, I, I still yeah. love that picture today. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, you had to stand about 100 yards away from it. Just to, I mean, it makes. To my, fit it all it in. It makes the pit boss F-350, eight-foot mm-hmm. bed, crew cab, makes it look small. Yeah. It really does. Go. To this day, like, sometimes I forget, like, I in the morning, why won't I walk out? Like, holy moly, that boat is big. Mm-hmm. But yes, 30, 32 feet long. We do have a, a jack plate on. It's got hydraulic steering on it. It's got a 350 Suzuki with the duo prop. It's got the two props kind of rotate together, which is super, super nice. And um, it's the future. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, I did not have, you can please speak. I didn't have any trouble selling you on this idea, did I? You didn't have any trouble selling what? I'm sorry. I didn't catch that last bit. You're my partner in crime. You're my best friend. 
Mm-hmm. And when I came up with this idea, ah. like, did I have to sell you hard on this idea? No, no, because I, I understand. I think I have an understanding of the business and the marketing aspect of what you do, and um, yeah, just providing the best that we can afford, you know, to people. Well, I mean, I am older. Part of what I was, this was, I remember one of your your comebacks to me was, I am older. Like, how much longer am I going to be doing this? And at mm-hmm. the very least, I've got a brand new motor to, yep. to take me to the end. Brand new boat, brand new motor. Right. Yep. New GPS. Yeah. Which, yeah. I, need, which I need to find. I can't yeah. find that damn thing <laughs> right now. Seriously. I thought it was in the garage. And well, back to I, we're moving a lot of stuff around right now. So. Yeah. I mean, we didn't, you know, the garage door was broken for you know, a couple months. Like, mm-hmm. maybe it did walk away. Ugh. But I, I never had, I know it's, I know I have, I, it's in there somewhere where it's like put away and protected. It's safe. Yeah. So we, I don't, we just don't know where. Yeah, I just don't know where. But, but yeah. yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go. Yeah, no, it's nice to, it's just nice to have a new piece of equipment that we can rely on, you know, for the next 10, 15, hopefully even longer years. Yeah. And we can do some fishing in between. Well, we've, we've, we caught flint. We didn't, sadly, we did not get to, to watch Brig Virginia this year, just our schedules and whatnot. Life. But la- last year, we, we uh, past two years, we caught, we caught Flounder Abbott. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's um, good for the dogs. We did we did make the attempt to try to get out to the to Massey's to try to catch a tuna. We wanted to catch a tuna from it. We, we just... <laughs> <laughs> that day. I won't forget that day. I just oh don't like getting... I can't... I, I couldn't drive 30 miles just getting constantly... He was getting drenched, yeah. and I was, it, we were getting pounded. It and was, at the house, there was no wind at all. No. It, it seemed just, like the perfect day, yeah. but... Anyway. One day. Yes. So, to rewind, my duck boat history, Rip Pool, the TDB dealer way back in the day from Street, Maryland, Harford County, right, Deer Creek flowed, 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 flowed right, ran through his property, his farm. Um, So, Rip Pool's been a very big part of with TDB and actually having me selling TDBs for a couple years, but... The 14-foot polar craft with a nine-horse shorty, go devil. Then the the transom was too tall in that boat. It was a deep. It was very a deep-sided 14-foot boat. It's actually, I guess maybe the like it's it's it was not its relativity was messed up. It's its numbers, mm. its measurements. Mm-hmm. Then going to the 18-foot with the 20-horse go devil. That was actually a really nice boat, except when I when I was trying to I was I was someplace maybe well it's not someplace I I shouldn't have been, but I just didn't. I didn't react quick enough. Just like lightning. I had a, a bad lightning story in the 17 TDB one time, and I just I, I reacted slowly. So, anyway, lesson learned there. Um, 17 TDB, sold some TDBs for a while. Then we go to the, the 21 banks. We go to the 25 banks. And then we go to the world's largest duck boat, the 32 Duckwater. So, if, yes. if you built a bigger boat, would you... You know, in ten years, would you for for duck hunting, for sea duck hunting, would you consider a bigger boat? I mean, because that was one of our concerns too. Was is the bigger boat going to scare the birds? Excuse me. It's good you bring that up because I never with sea duck hunting, I never use a blind. Mm-hmm. 
Once you get north of Long Island, yeah, it's rocky. It's there's islands, it's cliffs, lots of elevation change. It's not here, man. Uh, what Peerless Road is twenty feet above sea level or something. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a flat sandy area, right? A flat sandy geography. Moving from the, the seventeen, man, the birds decoyed beautifully. I was concerned. Going to a bigger boat, are they gonna? How's mm-hmm. this gonna work? The twenty-one wasn't any problem. Mm-hmm. The twenty-five. I was definitely worried about jumping to the twenty-five. That's when I went to the to the Scoterzillas. Mm-hmm. Good segue because I didn't write Scoterzillas down. Mm-hmm. The uh, actually, uh, well, what is Scoterzillas? Okay, well, I have to rewind. And actually, mm-hmm. the Scoterzillas were a joke. Yes, initially. 100% a joke. I was shocked that you actually made them. Yeah, 100% joke. But I'm going to rewind and say, in the Banks 25, that's when I did the, the, I had four lines. I went without, went out basically with 48 birds. Four lines of 12. That was the hollow cedar birds. There was some cork in there too, but it basically Mm -hmm. was that whole cedar rig. Mm -hmm. So, way, way, I think it was, if I had to pick a date, it was 2002 at the Havre Grace Decoy Show. On Sunday, we did the rig contest. And when it was sea ducks, I did the joke of these things were big, like 24 inches, 26 inches long. They varied a little bit. They were six-inch cork. Um, some of them had bottom boards on them. They were even taller. What you looking at? Mr. Squirrel. Oh, squirrel's eating corn. And in the 21, I, I had thought about using them in the 21, but I just never did because the 21 wasn't that – the boat wasn't that big. Mm-hmm. So here comes, I guess – in between use, you know, a couple years of the 25 with the, with this, the hollow cedar rig, it's like, man, I should take those the, the Scoterzillas out there and see if they really work. I went out there with three lines of six birds, 18 birds. Had all the Scoters. I mean, these are they're huge. They show up, you know, they show up a mile away. But I had no trouble getting birds to decoy. I will say this: from the 25 to the 32, when I maybe it was just. I didn't, maybe psychologically, I had an issue with it. But, like, I just didn't think, going out there with 18 decoys, mm-hmm. I don't think that they, I don't think they decoyed as well. Mm-hmm. Now, it could be, too, some of it could have been was, you know, as these, as the seasons have been going along here, you know, more people are shooting them. They went from a 107-day season to a 60-day season. And in this coming year, the special sea duck season is done. So, you mm-hmm. can only shoot sea ducks mm-hmm. when duck season is open. Plus, the bag, the bag has been reduced again. So it, it, some of that could be some factors in that too, but that's when I went to more of the foamzillas, where I am going out there with ten to twelve on a line, and I, I think, I think having four to six birds on a line more foamzillas versus the scoterzillas. Foamzillas are not quite as big as the scoterzillas, but I, I'm, I'm, I was uh, past two years have been very happy. Mm-hmm. The first year was just a, a quick. Just a bad set of circumstances. The way things fall. I had that. Had that one. You remember the the three day girl hunt? Yes. It was mixed yeah. women. It was all kinds. Rough. Had nothing to do with me, but all kinds of drama amongst them in the hotel. They were all here to be. Yeah. I'm not gonna say the brand, but there, there was a brand that was you know kind of sponsoring them to be here. Yeah. And, and that was a wire that, that was short my, too, right? Excuse me now. The wire short in the. Yeah, we, yeah, we had the key switch. It had a key switch key issue. Switch. Okay. Uh, the ocean was rough the first two days. Girls were throwing up, and like the third day, like they left, man, they didn't even come back. Mm. It's it's that phone call you don't want to take. Mm. I say, hey man, what's up? He's like, hey Jeff, I wasn't there, so I don't know what happened. Mm. And I stepped up and said, 
Jeff, I was there, and I do know what happened. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but the first first year, that was the way I kicked off. That was the opening days. And, like, it just yep. didn't. Nah. It didn't give you a good feeling. No, you it weren't, didn't. It, you it, weren't confident. It, it didn't. It was right from the get-go, and it just was. It, mm. That was not my best season. No. 100%. The, the past two seasons, that would have been 2019. Yep. Yeah. 2019. And then 2020 and 2021 have uh, been much better. Yes. I, I, I did Your notice. confidence has grown. 100%. I did notice last year, though, too, I, I do think that, you know, I think the bird, well, it's definitely windy. It's been windy. It's continued you know, really yeah. through the spring and summer. It's been windy from, from really duck season. Mm-hmm. Here comes another kayak by. Uh, I don't even know what's going on there, love. Three, three dudes and. Somebody's getting towed. And, <laughs> They're just kids having okay, fun. Okay, Karen just says they're kids. Um, but yeah, last year I just I, it was very windy, and I I think honestly, man, the I think birds were off a little bit. So mm-hmm. you know, definitely this year I think it's going to be much different for us with uh, the lack of a special sea duck season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because they haven't been able to do their counts because of COVID. And um, so they're kind of reducing these seasons, I guess, out of abundant caution to well, the species, right? So, so back in so when I first duck hunted in Maryland, in the Atlantic Flyway, duck season, duck season. People think I joke about this when I younger guys I talk local. The duck season was thirty days with a three bird limit. And they're like, "What are you talking about?" Mm-hmm. In the Atlantic Flyway, it could be a 30-day season, a 45-day season, or a 60-day season. Mm-hmm. We've been very fortunate for 20-some years. It's been a 60-day season. They got, they did a, you know, mm-hmm. when numbers were up, they went from the 30 to a, to a. I, I believe there's a, they jumped to a 45-day season in there, and then they've been, it's been 60 ever since, mm-hmm. if, if my memory serves me right. But yeah, doing away with the special sea duck season, there's just more and more people doing them. You know what? Back in the day, talking about duck boats. The the most the specialized duck boats were a, a fourteen foot and a seventeen foot boat in the beginning. The TDB. Mm. There weren't all these layout boats. There weren't all. There wasn't the world's largest duck boat. There weren't all kinds of boats in between. You know, there. You know, Banks had twenty five. Um, Steve did a twenty eight, twenty eight and a thirty mm. two. Right. So those boats weren't there. Uh, the everybody didn't. There weren't all kinds of layout boat companies. Yeah. And so, yeah, man, definitely sea ducks, I think, definitely are targeted. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to use the word abused or not, but definitely mm-hmm. targeted much, much more, you know, today than when I when I first started. Yeah. Again, I'm not trying to be a hypocrite. There's, you know, when I said, when I was talking about other people guiding and, and that, that type of thing, it made more, more power to them kind of thing, right? Yeah. yeah but, everyone's um, entitled to yeah. have the opportunity to do right. it. Um, so the other thing I was thinking of, talking about some adjustments or some some things that were new to you when you switched from the bank's fiberglass to the aluminum hull was the is percussion the right word the echo from yeah, the was, shots yeah definitely the i was so the bank's boat in between it was three molds the hull the floor deck mold and then i'm sorry the floor mold with the shelves and then the deck mold itself and in between the floor and the hall, it was totally foam-filled. So, yeah, you, you didn't hear anything. And, yes, you do this this boat. So after boats are um, 20 feet and under, they must have flotation. And once you get over 20 feet, boats don't have to have flotation in them from the Coast Guard. Mm-hmm. So this, this, this boat does not have flotation in it. 
and yeah, I was I was concerned about possibly being being louder. I, mm-hmm. Definitely, I definitely know that I hear it, but I think I've just be kind of come used to it. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah, just, just like water slapping the slapping the, mm-hmm. the hole. Is that what you're referring to? No, when you shoot. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. do get more of that. Yes, I'm sorry. You do get more of that, like a uh, the uh, Louisiana levied levied steel pits. Yeah. yeah. It, it, okay. I. I I do have people tell me like sometimes it does. I hear an echo sometimes. Depends yeah. on depends on what they're shooting. It's the style gun if it's ported, yeah. and the shells that they're shooting, and the height too of yeah. what how they're standing. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. But um, but no, it's it's been, I'm you know, I'm I'm very very pleased with it. And I don't I don't. You said about getting a larger boat. I guess I don't know if I if I answered that. I I would think no that I do not need a larger. Yeah. Boat. No, and probably more for trailering reasons than anything. Yeah. She's <laughs> a beast, man. Be Thirty-two feet long. Check it out. So yep. I have one more question. Yes, go. Um, so what what has your life lessons on duck boats taught you um, as a, a, a just a duck hunter waterfowl guide and B as um, just a straight up duck hunter? Like what what has it all taught you over the what years? What has it taught me? Every once in a while that I hear that this, this, this old New Jersey fellow would say that there's not there's there's no bold duck bold duck hunters that are old duck hunters. I mean, you get yourself in trouble. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, not that I didn't know it, but I mean, wind makes waves. And again, like I've just always wanted to. Yeah, I mean, do I always do I want the the biggest and the best? Yeah, probably, mm-hmm. right. But from a safety standpoint and a standpoint of providing a service, like I I want to I want to be the want to be the best right yeah and even right, if so, mother nature makes it a little tough you still yeah. want to have the capability 100 there's yeah so this is the third year this was the third year mm-hmm. and i called steve one day on the way home i like steve you know i've told you the past two seasons like i've yet to take a wave over the bow mm-hmm. i took a wave over the bow <laughs> today, and that's that's pretty hard to do yeah you know so that's but yeah it definitely gives me this boat you know each each time you step up in in length length and width it definitely gives you more opportunity to go on those days that are marginal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I can recall vividly. Just we went out two, two different times. One, I, I definitely I told the guys, "Hey, are you, are you, before I put decoys out, are you guys good with this?" And they're like, "Yeah, we're good." I sat there for a little bit, just kind of bouncing up and down, making sure that yep, and, and it worked out to be good. The wind did fall off. You got to You got to I guess I don't know if this is the question that you asked, but I, you definitely have to. And and the marine forecast is a guess. But you definitely, you know, I'm in tune with the weather, right? Yes. That's during the season, man. Like that gives, that's I, I had so much stress. I think over yeah the weather and what, what the weather is going to do. Look at this little quick where you cut. Look at those two little brown birds. What are they? Oh wow! I don't know. I've ever seen something like that. No, they are different. Those are definitely small, almost all brown birds, right? That's different looking. Karen trimmed one of the uh, <laughs> maple trees for the Direct TV, mm-hmm. and they're actually sitting on where you cut. That mm. I, I'm not seeing. Those are little brown birds. And they're kind of picking out. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So back to weather. Like I'm. That that's my that's my most angst and anxiety of like what's the mm-hmm. weather going to do. So I'm always tuned into it. You know, the marine forecast gets updated about every four hours, and it, it's just a guess. And it could totally change what mm. they say this afternoon. What's going to be tomorrow morning? Mm-hmm. Well, when we get to tomorrow morning, it could be totally different. But you know, definitely, I de- you know, in, in tune with the weather. And probably looking looking at the the not what what has it been doing for the past couple of days as far as what is the ocean doing, mm-hmm. what is the current forecast, 
and then as what's the future forecast is is it is it you know calling for increase you know increased mm-hmm. or decreased right mm-hmm. so that's probably i don't have you didn't really ask me this question i guess no but, no it's, know, it's real it's relevant because it ties into you know the safety and the and the vessel that you have yeah for sure but I, um i've always and this is a little little tidbit not not in the polar crafts but in the tdb the banks and the duck order i've always anchored from the stern mm-hmm. i always want people the guy in, guy in the bow is downwind from me and he gets the best shot i've never mm-hmm. wanted people shooting over me yeah so i always anchor from the stern i get wet sometimes because of it for sure mm-hmm. when waves smack the transom yeah well i guess you know my question was yes, just relating sir. to um you know in your older age and experience um you know, like if if someone said asked you, you know, I want to, I want to get into being a waterfowl guide, and maybe for um, well, first off, I'd say don't do it. But <laughs> maybe for divers and and, and and not for the reason because of me, but like man, we're 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 on a downward turn. Yeah, we're on a downward turn, and and I tell people quite often, guys that ask me, I don't think I've had any girls ask me, but guys mm-hmm. ask me about guiding. Mm-hmm. And I think I just happened to be at the right place at the right time. Yeah. And because it 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 is was a hundred and seven day season, seven birds, and now we're the sea mm-hmm. ducks is you know there is no special sea duck season, and the limit is four sea ducks. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it ahead, makes it tough. But so, so but somebody would get a hold of me. And ask me. Yeah. So you know, I I want to start taking parties out, and I have my captain's license. What should a boat? What sort of boat should I be looking at? There's not. This is one thing I've learned. I, I I believe is that there is not one duck boat that covers it all. Yeah. There's some that kind of. I would think probably like the seventeen, the seventeen foot boat boat blind. That that is the probably a boat that you, you know, it's you're able to get it into small enough water, skinny water. You're able to brush it up and hide it so that you can shoot, you shoot your puddle ducks out of it. And at the same time, it's it's a big enough boat that you can get out on open water. You know your bays, your rivers, your oceans, and and you can shoot you can shoot divers and you can shoot sea ducks. Mm-hmm. So I I don't I don't think that there's one boat that really truly covers it all, but I would think that probably a boat in like that the 17 foot range, 17 to 20 feet, mm-hmm. 20 might be pushing a little bit to to uh, you know to really grasp grass and hide the thing up in smaller smaller pieces of water. Mm-hmm. So I I had if if there's what's one length of a boat that I think you can kind of do do it all from I would think seven like that 17 foot boat. Hmm. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. Yep. But what about you personally then? Like, you know, what has it taught you? Like if you wanted, I guess, you know, if you think about money and all that you've spent over the years, like if you could have bypassed any one stage in the process of all the boats that you've bought, what would what would you have done? Just gone from the 21 straight up to the... To the world's largest, the seventeen, right to that, really, yeah, would yeah. bypass the twenty-one and the mm-hmm. twenty-five. But the problem was, you know, those boats weren't available necessarily. Mm-hmm. Steve did when I had the twenty-five. Steve did make a twenty-eight. Yeah. So. So yeah, you know that was three feet bigger, but at the same time, you know, I wasn't I wasn't ready to make the switch to aluminum. Mm-hmm. So, but no, I, I truthfully. I would the seventeen to go right basically right to that, mm. but I mean on the flip side, I did learn a lot operating a t- the twenty one and the twenty five also. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, so maybe like each season there's some baby steps of of just you know more experience, learning more, mm-hmm. learning more and learning more. 
Yeah. So maybe, you yeah. know, maybe not that it, when, you know, in those years I would have learned it in the 32 also, mm-hmm. but I can tell you this, I would have been in the ocean a lot sooner. Mm. Okay. I can remember Donald and I talking about like wanting to go in the ocean and we, and he died, he passed away in 2004. So, and that was the first year I had the 21 and we never got to do it. Mm. I do remember going out in the 21 a few times, mm-hmm. but then since 2010, ocean pretty much nonstop. Mm. And I was, you know, basically, you know, okay, 2010 is a, a, a couple, you know, a season or two before you, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, good. And, and birds have changed too. So, I mean, that's the other thing of uh, birds have changed, you know, kind of how, mm-hmm. like traditionally where I w- went, you know, went, things have changed there and, you know, things have just kind of changed, you know, mm-hmm. changed all the way around. So. Yeah. Well, I think that, um, you know, although you're certainly a master at sea duck hunting, I think, and maybe for some of our, you know, Canadian friends, might enjoy for us to secure some Canada goose fields. Canada goose fields, some snow yeah. goose fields. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought, actually, when I talked to Fred West yesterday mm-hmm. in person, it was, it was, I didn't say anything to him, but it was on mine. So That would be fun. Do I go with... What do I do? What, what do we? What, how do we go, love? Do we go? Do we go tangle free, or do we go dive bomb? That I don't know. <laughs> dive bomb is—that's that really cool logo, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> might have to do that. Just so cause we, just because the cool, cool logo, we yeah. should. That's the reason <laughs> yeah. why. Hmm, interesting, interesting, uh, interesting analogy there. Love. <laughs> I have no idea. Cool love. <laughs> I have no idea. But anyway, well, hopefully, you know, people got something out of out of this. Yeah, duckboat history. Um, I just thought it'd be a cool topic to talk about. Something I can talk somewhat intelligently about. Definitely have the experience in all these boats that I that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Um, yeah, but overall, very happy with the duckwater for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Steve Hoover, thinking of you. We are. Thank you very much. Yep. Hundred percent. All right, so I'm going to wrap this up, but I want to first have to tell you that this podcast is brought to you been by what did i just say this podcast has been brought to you by my mollies.com molly's place sporting goods easily found in kennedyville maryland on route 213 fuel your adventure at molly's place web the new web page is coming the current one it works but there's a better one in the future web page molly's yeah oh. M-Y-M-O-L-L-Y-S.com. MyMollies.com. Check them out. Great family business. Great people. Uh, you can check them out, too, on uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at my, not my, <laughs> Molly's Place Sporting Goods. Excuse me. At Molly's Place Sporting Goods. Um, and David from Molly's is there, too. The Pit Boss store is fired up. Got a good selection of hats. I'm still waiting on two more orders of hats coming in. We got some visors coming in. Mm-hmm. Might still haven't cut cut my hair, so I've been wearing <laughs> visors. <laughs> Love, I'm going to cut my hair. Uh, well, I think you should get some trim, but you don't listen to me. <laughs> I don't want to get my hair cut. I'm going to keep letting it grow. But yeah, so we got we got we got hats. The, there are going to be some new visors coming there shortly. Excited about the black camo hoodie. Those went over very well. I still had the original solid black hoodie and. Almost in, they've been ordered. They just haven't been silk screened. Is the uh, the old school camo, kind mm. of the brown green yeah, tan camo? Cool. That's going like to be that. good with the logo on it. We uh, try and 
to get into the world of performance the performance shirts. Mm-hmm. I'm really I'm a, there's a black, very lightweight, but a black hooded. It's, it's a fishing shirt. It is what it is. Okay. But I'm 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 going to try to use that this year. Incorporate okay. that into layering. So yeah, we got that. We also got a bunch of decals at mm-hmm. the store. I've got and I've got decoys at the store. I've not I've yet to sell a decoy online there. That okay. Way. But anyway, just basically go to pitbosswaterfowl.com and hit the drop down menu and hit on store. Click on store, excuse me, and you can go check all that out. Uh, Patreon, we have. Three, I was going to say Patreon. Yeah, Patreon. We got three tiers. It seems like the the, the top tier is the only tier that people have really been interested. Well, in. because why would that because, be? Because they're in, and this year, I'm just taking everybody. Okay. But uh, very cool. Got entered them in, entered them in a C duck hunt if they were in the top tier. So you can check that out, Patreon. dot com, and then find Pitboss Waterfowl. Mm-hmm. We're there. Um, trying to make that grow a little bit. Please make sure that you keep up with us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, as well Snapchat and I, I do, YouTube. I do what? And YouTube. YouTube's written down there too. Yep. YouTube, yeah. YouTube.com forward slash Pitboss Waterfowl or Jeff Coach J E F F C O A T S. Um, please interact with us if we can. If we can answer some questions, if I can, if you have a better idea of something you would find entertaining, I've uh, thought about. In the realm of, I'm not really telling a story, but thinking back in history, mm-hmm. I'd really like to talk about the uh, the October trip that started in northern New York, went to Ontario, went to Manitoba, and went to Saskatchewan. It's like a four, 14 day, actually it was 16 days, 16 day trip. I like maybe we can talk about that sometime. But. And again, sea duck hunting. I'm uh, full this year, but the 2023-24 season is open. And again, if you want to check it out, pitbosswaterfowl.com for sea duck hunting and your chance to get in the world's largest duck boat. So, Thoughts, comments, questions, love? No, I think I we, think we're good. We covered it all. Thank you. I appreciate your your tolerance of me. <laughs> no, it's this is your thing. That's what I like thing. to say. Well, I, I, I think my thing is being bigger once we get 100% that we're at Pitboss World Headquarters. Yeah. Like I said, have that locker room set up mm-hmm. um, to make it a nice podcast area. Yep. Maybe hopefully going to be doing some decoy carving classes there, which is one of the reasons why we're building the place. Yep. Um, if, if the pond gets done, we're going to have we have the dec- a decoy contest. Mm-hmm. The pond needs to get dug. And I, I got I got Raider on that. He said next week that he's he's going to meet me over there. So. Cool. I can dig a pond. I need it to look pretty, and I, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm, I question my ability to make it look pretty. Yeah. So get somebody to dig it for us. That'll be good. Uh, what else? What else? I think it's about it. So okay. I appreciate everyone tuning in. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen. Sorry for the uh, the grinding and the hammer beating <laughs> and that old mf'er man. Mm. Yeah, just, I'm just gonna shake my head. There's some history there too, but. Uh-huh. What you got, love? You're going to say something. No, no. It's turning into a nice afternoon, actually. Yeah, Sun I'm, just came out. Nice breeze. I'm ready to pour. It's 4th of July weekend. I have poured, but I'm ready to pour. I, I, I drank this. Up. There's not even ice left in my... Oh, gosh. Episode 35 is in the books. And I guess I was going to mention one last thing, too, is that 
I think there's going to be a PNP podcast. So okay. see, we'll see how that. I got my, my other sheet of notes for, for that. So cool. Episode 35 is in the books. We appreciate it that you're taking the time to be with us. And I'm, I won't speak for Karen, but I'm going to, I'm going to, we're back and I'm going to make a very concerted effort to. Mm-hmm. In between everything else that's going on that's in the, your life. That's, that is the. Mm-hmm. I can't say the problem because that, that sounds like I'm complaining, but it's no, more it's like not explaining. Not complaining, but explaining. But yeah. man, like being the one man show, it is it is what it is, right? So it's mm-hmm. just it's just not it's not that easy necessarily to. No, it's a lot. And, yeah, I yeah, and I'm the kind of guy too. Like I I do plan on doing a lot, and it's just it just doesn't happen. And then things happen in between. Yeah. Yep. Just like I mean, Peerless Road. I I would have thought truthfully. I would have told you, is that a hawk? There he is. Him. Oh yeah. Birds are all over him. What's it? The something, the short shoulders, shank, shank shoulder, sh- something, the shoulder hawk. I don't know. He's the one that comes through and eats all the songbirds. I've got to get on my Cornell Bird ID yeah. app and see. I am rambling. Thank you very much. Thinking of you, we are. We appreciate you turning into the Pit Boss Podcast. This was episode 35. Thinking of you, we are. Yeah.